Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Seahawks podcast with Kevin Daggett and Lee Val, and produced by engineer, producer extraordinaire, Rob Steele of Coil Entertainment. I'm Lee. Kevin, how are you? Cannot complain, sir. So, uh, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about last week, uh, Seahawks, Cardinals, Seahawks get a win, and then, we'll, of course, we'll, we'll look ahead to uh, maybe the tragedy that's going to happen this Sunday, or, you know, anything's possible. The Bills beat the Vikings you know, earlier. So really anything is possible in the NFL. Um, and I think that, you know, we'll get into it in just a little bit, but I think we're all kind of thinking about how last year went when the Rams came to Seattle and it was just 34 to nothing at halftime, just to beat down. And, you know, I think a lot of us may expect that same kind of thing to happen this Sunday, but you know, we'll get into that in, in just a little bit, but Earl Thomas, of course, uh, lost for the year, probably for his career in a Seahawks uniform, uh, left the field very memorably uh, against the Cardinals when he uh, clearly got upset at something Kevin had said during the podcast and decided to flip Kevin off, who he thought was standing on the Seahawks sideline. That's the only thing I can figure. Um, so, uh, you know, a little bit about uh, a little bit about Earl. I mean, you know, clearly he wanted an extension. He was upset he didn't get an extension. You know, he could still get an extension. Um, I don't know how much this hurts. You know, it's not, it's not like he tore ligaments or anything. It's just basically he broke his leg. He will be back next year, and hopefully he'll be just as good as he was prior to uh, breaking his leg. And, you know, it may not be in a Seahawks uniform, or it could be in a Seahawks uniform. It's, you know, whoever pays him is who he's going to play for. So just your thoughts on, on Thomas, the way he went out again, same kind of in, uh, same stadium that we lost uh, Sherman and, and Cam in last year. So hopefully Seattle will never want to play in that stadium again. But what are your thoughts on, on Thomas and just how he left the field? Yeah, I don't. I thought that was pretty pretty chump move. I mean, regardless of who he was doing it to, he's, he, he left it open for debate on what he was doing. He, you know, he could – say whatever he wants and what Pete Carroll say, oh, give him a break. He just got injured. Um, from what I understand, it's the same injury that he had before, right? It's the the same leg, same same yeah, break or whatever. That's but, correct. That's right, yeah. You know, and I'm just glad nobody listened to me when I said, yeah, if he goes three games without being injured, sign him. Because <laughs> <laughs> he went three games and then the fourth he got hurt. So, um, you know, I, I don't you know, the talk is that he's played his last game as a Seahawk, and and um, if that's the case, then, you know, we need to move on. Um, if not, I mean, he's he's still a great player. I'd love to have him back because he, uh, he sure does still play well, um, and I don't think we have anybody that can replace him at this point. Um, so our defense just got a little bit worse, and then, of course, Kendricks is now – suspended for uh for the duration so but yeah I don't, you know earl thomas he had a bad attitude about it anyway he's he's pissed off at the seahawks and and all the seahawks fans who uh um aren't 100 percent behind him and understand what he's doing so um if it's over it's over if it's not i will i'd welcome him welcome him back yeah, it's, it's funny because he went out in game four of course seahawks lost chris carson last year in week four too uh, for the season, um, you know, and, and yeah, I don't with the way Thomas was not playing. He didn't have a good game, to be honest. I mean, he got beat when he broke his leg. He got beat on that play, clearly beat. Um, he he wasn't. He didn't seem like he was 
playing as well. I know it wasn't intentional. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying he was not trying to play well. He clearly was, but he was also not playing his best game against a team that really didn't. I mean, they had Larry Fitzgerald, but he wasn't really covering Fitzgerald. It just, you know, it was it was a bad game to go out on because, you know, the Seahawks won the game in a very ugly fashion. I thought they they easily should have, you know, beaten beaten the Cardinals by two touchdowns. They kind of set themselves up for that. Oh, I don't know what was going on, and I mean it wasn't just uh, Janikowski because, you know, talking about Janikowski, he proved he wasn't Blair Walsh because Blair Walsh would have never made that 52-yarder at the end to win the game. I mean, uh, Janikowski is fine. I mean, he missed a 52-yarder earlier in the game. It wasn't a short kick. He didn't miss a shorter kick earlier in the game, and he came back and, and made two late ones. And I, I like what uh, you know. I'm not sure if you saw Greg Bell's tweet, but of course, Greg Bell writes for the Tacoma News Tribune, and he was talking to Janikowski, you know, after the game in his locker, and said, "Yeah, you missed uh, two two early field goals, and then came back. Of course, made the the one to win it. Interesting game." And Janikowski, in, in pure Janikowski way, said, "Yeah, no shit. It was a weird game, <laughs> but it was it was it was kind of that that weird. It was a weird game the whole game. It was like Seattle." was clearly the better team on the football field and still kind of set themselves up for really a chance to lose it. You know, if, if Phil Dawson makes a field goal for the Cardinals, I mean, they're up by three and Seattle has to score to at least tie it or, or win it at the end. But just the play calling third and one fourth quarter and they decide to drop back and pass when they were running the ball with Mike Davis, who, who was a beast all day. Um, you know, just what was your feel as far as, how the game plan was called, especially offensively. Yeah, it was just a weird game. Davis had a great game. Um, you know, Penny, uh, I don't know what his deal is. I, you know, the, I hear the talk is, oh, he'll be fine. Well, we'll see. I mean, he's, you know, put on what, 16 pounds and not, not producing much, but well, he's put it we'll on see. and then he lost 16 and then he gained. So this is all in the last week. What's the weird thing with his weight? People talking about, uh, you mentioned gaining 16, but it was like, what, he, he gained weight and then he lost 11 pounds and then he gained six. I mean, he's a kid, so it's easy for him to put on and, and lose it, but it's just kind of strange to see an NFL player not maintaining some kind of stable weight, isn't it? It, it really is. And it's, I mean, there's, you think professional athletes that they, you know, you monitor that stuff pretty well, but I don't. I don't know what the deal is. And I mean, if your weight's fluctuating that much, I, I don't know how you can be the same person 10 pounds heavier, you know, or 15 pounds heavier or lighter. I don't, I don't understand that. I mean, these guys talk about, well, I'm lost. So-and-so lost five pounds or lost 10 pounds. And they're, you know, they're, they're so much faster and so much leaner. And so if you gain 10 pounds, are you that much slower and that much less lean? I mean, it's so, I, th- I think it's a big deal, but yeah, the play call, you know, I don't know. Schottenheimer Wolf, you know, I guess time will tell on him. But, um, yeah, Janikowski, I, <laughs> as I said, so did he Did he technically try to lose the game and then he actually <laughs> won the game. So, I mean, it is it is kind of crazy. But, you know, he's missed he's missed a few field goals, but he did, you know, he makes them when they count, I guess. So, um, and that's what you hired the guy for is, is to make them when they count. But it was an interesting game. I don't – it shouldn't even have been close. Um, you know, they made uh, uh, Rosen look better than I think he is. But, um, you know, we'll, it's 
they should have won that game, like you said, by at least two touchdowns, and um, they ended up, you know, winning by a last-second field goal. So I will guess a win's a win. Yeah, and the other, there a couple other weird things. I mean, the the Seahawks ran the ball really well. I mean, even Rashad Penny had over five yards to carry. The team had over five yards to carry, and was, there was there were runs. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, there were a couple of really long run plays that kind of skewed it skewed the stats i mean they literally ran for over five yards earned that five yards to carry uh didn't make a turnover russell was 19 to 26 and have a great game but and no touchdown passes but didn't turn the ball over and then they were 0 for 10 on third downs just what's up with the stats so weird and then was it were the cardinals thinking they won the game just because they had more timeouts at the end they had three timeouts and didn't use any of them to try to make Janikowski think about it. I, I didn't understand that either. They could have called three yeah. timeouts. Yeah, especially when the guys missed two already. I mean, or maybe they thought, well, we don't need to ice him. He's going to miss it anyway. <laughs> well, maybe, that was, maybe it was, you know, maybe they're thinking, oh, he thinks we're going to call a timeout. We don't call a timeout. And then, but, I mean, I don't know. It's, that's just, it's weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, so anyway, I mentioned Mike Davis, who had a, I, I was, I was a little surprised Chris Carson, you know, I feel like they kind of misled us a little bit. I mean, he, he was held out of practice with a hip injury, but, you know, leading up to it, it was all, oh, he's going to play, he's going to play, and then he doesn't play, he's inactive. I, I don't know if that was intentionally, you know, you're not supposed to do that, but maybe they were thinking the Cardinals, you know, had, had gotten ready for Chris Carson all week, but Mike Davis is basically the same kind of runner, and Davis, I mean, how many yards would have Chris Carson had in that game? Yeah, who knows? It's this running back situation. It's very, it's a very unstable situation right now for the Seahawks. I mean, it's you know, uh, we'll we'll see. I mean, running the running game for so many years was a big deal, and now it's just um, it's been unstable for so many years. So we'll see. Hopefully, they can get it straightened out. But I don't know. Well, Jaron Reed had another great game. Uh, another sack tackles for loss this guy's going to be an all pro this year right sure i mean it's a guy who you know they had no interior pass rush really and he's supplying that i mean as good as this defense and the defense has been pretty good this year and i think ken norton jr has a lot to do with that because he's kind of gotten that mindset back a little bit where they are can be fired up instead of more of a you know chris shard kind of more of a uh cerebral kind of defense but you know i mean jaron reed has been you know we kind of waited for him you know we thought he was gonna he was a second round draft pick out of alabama and kind of expected to do really good things in the first two years he wasn't he wasn't bad but this year he's like he's really taking that step forward i mean at this at this rate he's one of the best defensive tackles in football yeah he is he's he's stepping up for sure it's a it's a uh, a good thing to see and he, he mentioned um uh Norton Jr. I think they've they've actually opened up the defense more with him than with Rashard. Rashard was just this conservative guy. I don't know if it was Pete Carroll who was calling the defenses, but they didn't run a lot of stunts and things. And you know, this year they seem to be opening up a little bit and doing doing some different things with people. So, and you mentioned, uh, of course, Michael Kendricks being suspended, so he's no longer a member of the Seahawks. Isn't it coincidental though that? Just when he left, it looks like KJ Wright's coming back. It's almost like Seattle knew, well, we're going to have this guy for so many weeks. And then when Wright comes back, he basically is switching out positions. That seems weird, sure would, too. 
It sure would be nice to still have him, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, he was playing great. He was out of his mind. I mean, he was creating plays. I mean, but, you know, hopefully K.J. Wright, if once K.J. Wright came back, I mean, Kendricks was going to take a, you know, a seat on the bench anyway because they only play two linebackers, and hopefully Wagner and Wright can stay healthy. But, yeah, I mean, Kendricks was, was playing extremely well. Um, you know, it's funny because they won the game. Um, you know, they lost Earl Thomas. Uh, I think Will Disley is a big loss, not just from yeah, receiving. I, th- I think huge. blocking. Yeah. I mean, the, the run game just didn't seem the same once he got hurt, to be honest. No, that's a huge loss because he was up and comer, you know, low, you know, played at the UW and, and it's, it, it was, you know, he was an up and comer doing a good job catching the ball, blocking just a beast. And, um, now he's not there, so hopefully Vanette will step up. <laughs> yeah, and I think they do have Ed Dixon coming back, what, in week uh, two two weeks from now. I think he's available to come off the the PUP or injured reserve list, I think. Um, so, uh, so you know, they'll get him back, and basically they signed him because he could block. So hopefully right. he kind of steps in where Disley uh, left off. Because Nick Vanette, who it was funny because he got drafted out of college because he could block, and he's a decent blocker but i don't you know now he's more of a pass catcher than a blocker at this point especially with disley um kind of taking over that his role um but yeah i mean the game they won the game 20 to 17 but it just kind of feels like the whole week felt like they lost it felt like a loss because it should have been a route i mean everybody was expecting cardinals are the crappiest offense in the league and (laughs) you know seahawks seahawks aren't the best but they're better <laughs> right and they sure didn't look like it no yeah but a road win is a road win again but uh you know they do have the rams 4-0 rams coming off the rams coming off a, a win over the vikings um so you know los angeles number two offense in the league and scoring at least uh, behind the chiefs who you know seahawks play the chiefs later in the season uh third and passing seventh and rushing uh, you know, their defense was really supposed to be the strength of the team. I mean, every unit, the, the, even special teams that the Rams have, was a strength compared to other teams. But really, the defense was supposed to be the strength of the team. And they haven't really played that well. I mean, they gave up 31 points to the Vikings, who aren't great offensively. Um, you know, again, it was 34 to nothing last time Los Angeles came to to Seattle to play. And we can't even count the first game of last year when Seattle went on the road and beat the Rams because the Rams were still kind of finding out who they were and Seattle still had Cam Chancellor, Richard Sherman, and Earl Thomas playing. So that team is just completely different now. Um, you know, I, I'll be honest. I don't I don't know who has – I don't have faith. that I feel like Seattle has a chance because any anything can happen. It is at home. You know, Seattle has to play a perfect game to win and they can play, you know, they can play a perfect game. They've got talent. They just have so many question marks. I mean, Tedrick Thompson coming in for Earl Thomas. How good is he going to be? You know, Trey Flowers is playing a little bit better, but just, I mean, the, the scheme, and actually, you know, come to think of it, Sean McVay's scheme is is fantastic, and he can scheme. Maybe it actually helps the Seahawks that they have so many question marks and young players on defense that McVay's like, eh, I'm still kind of trying to figure these guys out. Because I don't really know what they can do. Because even Seattle doesn't really know what they can do. You have any hopes that Seattle can win this game on Sunday? 
Well, I, yeah. I'm waiting for that rule change to come in some off season where they have, you know, they give a team a gimme every year, and because uh, that would probably be this game. Uh, they might wait. They might wait till they play the Rams at home, but you know, down in LA. But this might be a gimme, and I, I don't have much confidence at all. I mean, the defense is, you know, the defensive backfield is kind of a mess now with Thomas being out, and you know, maybe they'll come together. I don't know. Um, Goff, he's a turning out to be a, a pretty darn good quarterback and um like you said their defense is is uh it's one of the toughest ones and here's here's probably a big thing too is some of these rookie contracts on these guys are going to be going to be coming up and they're not going to be able to keep all these good players that they have and so their time the rams time is limited right now to get it done with the players that they have so you know they're they're hungry to win this thing. They're hungry to get to the Super Bowl. They're hungry to smoke everybody in the AFC or the NFC West, which I don't think will be a problem. But um, <laughs> I think they've got a lot more fire. They've got a lot more to lose than the Seahawks do um, in this game and the whole season. So I'm, I'm not real too optimistic about um, the Seahawks winning, which, you know, it's not a good feeling because usually, you know, there's some hope. But... <laughs> I don't have much this week at all. Right. Yeah. And I don't either. And and I'm okay if they, well, I don't want them to lose clearly, but I'm okay if they, I understand if they do lose um, just right. because they, they are rebuilding, they're retooling and they're retooling in a way that even they didn't anticipate because of injuries, you know, Disley, Thomas, uh, you know, Wright's been out. I mean, they're, they're struggling and hopefully Chris Carson can come back and, and the, the only way I, I see them winning this game is the obvious way, which is they just keep the ball. They keep running the ball. And, uh, you know, it's a matter of chewing up the clock while that – because the offensive line has done a really good job of run blocking no matter who they play, especially you know, with J.R. Sweezy and, and getting D.J. Fluger back I think has been huge. But I think that's the only way they win it. And then defensively they just have to – they have to basically score enough points on offense and 20 is not going to do it. And 27 is probably no. not going to do it. No. But, uh, you know, they, they need to dominate time of possession, even though the Rams score really fast. You know, the Rams are going to get some big plays, but Seattle just has to has to chew up enough clock where, you know, I mean, it's they need to have 35 minutes offensively uh, to time of possession to, to win this game at least, I think, which is, you know, 35-25 is one-sided, but the Rams score so fast. So they need to take a chance that the Rams' defense just gets tired at the end. And the Rams have trouble themselves on, on third-down conversions, just like the Cardinals did. Of course, then the Seahawks go down there, and they're 0 for 10 on third down, so it tells you what stats are worth. But um, anyway, uh, you know, K.J. Wright's coming back. There's, there's some hope. I mean, there's still a football game. They're tied 0-0 to start the game. So Seattle plays perfectly and runs the ball really well. And Brian Schottner, Schottenheimer calls the game of his life. I think Seattle can win, but that's not my hope. So, you know, I'll go ahead. And, I I think Seattle loses. Um, I don't think they score enough point. I think they probably end up with 17 points maybe. I don't think they have the offense. They haven't shown the offense this year that can put up enough points. And I think the Rams won 35-17. So what do you think? Yeah, I'm gonna go with my uh, I'm gonna go with my buddy Miller. He's he's predicting 45-24 Rams. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna go with him. And uh, I think that's probably a it's a um, it's a sad prediction, <laughs> but I think the Rams are gonna score a lot. And um, 
hopefully the Seahawks can can make a game of it. But yeah, 45-24. Actually, that score gives me some hope. Uh, 24 points by the Seahawks on the Rams. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Makes me look. Yeah, hopefully, they'll have the, the ball long enough to do that, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's a Tyler Lockett punt return, and uh, I don't know. Um, anyway, so that that's our show. Thanks. Thanks for listening again. That's Kevin. I'm Lee, and thanks to Rob Steele of Coil Entertainment for producing the show. But Kevin, as always, you have the last two words. Go Hawks. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.